Welcome to MVP. We're Sports Illustrated Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the most valuable podcast. Brought to you by the most valuable podcasters. Oh my God, I love this music so much. Hey, Jess. Hey, Char. How you doing? Pretty good. Oh my God, it's episode one. We finally made it. Can you believe it? No, I really can't. I can't either. I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like such a loser. I was lying there in bed. You're kind just of like, a loser. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Off to a good start. So we're going to be recording a new episode for you every Tuesday because Tuesdays suck. They're the worst. They're worse than Wednesdays. You can't start planning for the weekend and they're not close enough to the previous weekend to feel like rested or right relaxed and if you try to make plans people sort of look at you like it's tuesday yeah you're like there's just nothing to do on you're Tuesdays. like i'm sorry i need something to live for now you have something because most valuable podcast is gonna come to you every tuesday at noon ish around then ish. um but a little bit about us since this is episode one and if you're listening and you don't know who we are you might be wondering um i'm charlotte wilder a senior writer at sports illustrated and host of the Wilder Project on SITV. And I'm Jessica Smetana. Um, I, I'm a showrunner at Sports Illustrated, and I am a meme lord. Yeah, Jess knows memes better than anyone in the entire world. Um, and we knew that we've been friends for years now. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's been literally years. Literally years. Um, and we've wanted to have a podcast for a while. We kind of have the same brain in like yeah. a terrifying way. Like here, Here's an example of how messed up we are in the same way both of us had the same first word but it, it wasn't like a normal first word like dog or mom yeah it wasn't like mama dada no our, our first word was backhoe backhoe like an excavator like like a construction <laughs> equipment yeah like what like a thing that no one knows the word for <laughs> that, that was both of our first words independently as infants as infants it, yeah both of our moms were like yeah we were driving by a construction site right and i pointed out the backo and you were like backo yep so my mom said which is just bizarre really strange granted Weird it was it, it was a few years apart i i i am older than than jess yes charlotte is my legal guardian <laughs> Yeah, I have uh, power of attorney over, <laughs> over Jessica Smetana. She is the witness on my last will and testament. Yep, and it's a little weird we hang out that much, but <laughs> what are you going to do? It's kind of weird because I'm 16. And uh, I'm 45. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, we have a great show for you today. We're super psyched to finally be able to get going. We actually, we recorded a few test ones last week and we were like, I can't wait for people yes, to hear this. Yes, and we have great things like True Gritty. Mm-hmm. Ask Aunt Char. Um, <laughs> we're talking about football, the Red Sox, I guess. <laughs> and you just have to stay tuned for all of our segments because they are very fun. Yes. And also, just a, a tiny bit more about us. Jess is from Chicago. Yeah. Um, huge Notre Dame fan. Went there. Yeah. So it's excusable. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm a Boston fan, so I'm also sorry. <laughs> we're both insufferable. We're the worst, which is astonishing. But we're self-aware. Yeah, we are. No, we know it's awful. <laughs> like, we know I'm. we're going to apologize a lot, but we're not actually going to feel that bad because winning is right. fun. Sorry, not sorry. Um, Notre so, undefeated. Oh, Jesus. Should we talk about Monday Night Football? Yeah, because, oh my God. That was not a great game. No, that was like, that was the... At a certain point, I wasn't watching it for football anymore. I was watching it because, A, 
it was such a train wreck that I couldn't look away. And B, the Monday Night Football broadcast on ESPN Ooh. is literally like an episode of The Office. It's kind of crazy because John Gruden left ESPN, right. Monday Night Football, to go to the Raiders. And both the Raiders and ESPN have gotten remarkably worse <laughs> because of that. It was a seismic shift in like the football NFL world that made both parties somehow worse. Which is astonishing because if you had told me last year that John Gruden leaving Monday Night Football <laughs> would, make, would it make it worse, I'd be like, okay, so minus yeah. the segments where he eats sandwiches with Guy Fieri, I'm not totally sure how that's possible. Right. I mean, Sean McDonough was a good analyst. Yeah. Like, no, he was. Whatever. Play-by-play guy. Um, but anyways, they're not great. The Boogermobile has been... One Can of the you explain f- the burger mobile? Okay, so Booger McFarland sits on this he's crane. The, he sits on this. On the so <laughs> so it's weird because you know how there's always a sideline reporter and yeah. then there's two two men in the booth. Yeah. So Booger is a third man who is not in the booth, but he's not a sideline reporter, so they don't throw to him. He is just on a live <laughs> mic always. So there's three people in your head. You know that all three of them aren't sitting by each other. He is like yards and yards away booger is literally on a crane he's on a crane with a laptop speaking of construction equipment (laughs) (laughs) he's on a backhoe and he's on a crane that's 10 feet off the ground the best part about this you want to know what's the funniest thing yeah booger is afraid of heights (laughs) (laughs) so he's sitting 10 feet above the field are you kidding me i'm dead serious that's he's afraid of he's like good thing there's football to watch or else i'd just be thinking about how afraid i am of heights did you hear him also talk on the bench about how on the bench when he played he used to pee his pants yes and he was like hey wouldn't you ever do that and jason Witten, who who was in the booth was like no dude no that's on you also also (laughs) last night the thing that was so funny was um I just lost it when Joe Tessitore, uh, who's also in the booth with Jason Witten, was like, somehow they got talking about Formula One, which sort oh, of... Oh, that was so yeah, cringe. Yeah, this sh- sort of shows you how off track this thing can get, but yeah. he was like... Um, he goes, yeah, you guys should uh, come up to Montreal with me sometime. We're going to crush. And he was, was like, we can go... There's crickets. just silence. Like, Witten and Booger were... They didn't even say, like, yeah, man, uh, we'll meet you up there. You go first. They were, they were just... So that's like Jess being like, hey, do you want, I mean, let's be honest, it would be me being like, hey, <laughs> Jess, Jess, do you want to go hang out? Yeah, sure. No, 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 just uh, silence. Uh, just dead air <laughs> on national television. Um, the best part about the Boogermobile, back to that for a second. Oh, yeah, sorry. People that sit in like the front three rows mm-hmm. of in really expensive nice seats on like the 50 yard line can't see over it and just Why? tweet oh because there's that because it's screen. blocking them it's literally in front of their view of the field it's just a horribly i mean it's funny and it's the only thing that i, I wouldn't say it works but it's one of the only things that i tune in to watch I, kind of well also you lost your mind over this old spice oh yeah okay so if you had to do? if you were watching the game there was this um we're gonna play audio in a second but basically it was a like branded content thing in segment segment in the middle of the game couldn't tell if it was scripted or or not but was with spice adams and here's the audio from that audrey fresh off her miraculous win how does it feel audrey it's a full thick lather that goes on smooth and washes off clean any other questions um 
Nope. Congratulations. <laughs> That's all the time we have. But if you want a recap of the foam zone, you can go to YouTube.com backslash Old Okay, um, in real time as nope. that was happening, I was like, this is awkward. Watching it back, I want to crawl under the desk. <laughs> um, it was at the beginning nope. of the fourth quarter, too. So, And the score was like 6 to 13. I don't even know how many people saw this thing. Old Spice was probably not happy with it. ESPN could not have been happy with it. Any more questions? Viewers were very confused. I just It made me feel really sad. The whole Monday Night Football experience last night made me feel... Really sad. Really... If you were wondering who won the game... <laughs> <laughs> Who did? I went to bed before it ended. Okay, so the Giants... I didn't even look, because that's how much I care. <laughs> so the Giants are really bad this year, Yeah, obviously. Right. Um, they were down by 14, went scored a touchdown, mm-hmm. went for two. And everyone, and the broadcast was like, that's a terrible decision. Why would you go for two? And then a lot of people online who are watching the game were saying... Actually, statistically, if you go for two, you have a better chance of winning right. in regulation or in overtime than if you just kick an extra point. Right. Even if you fail to convert, there's basic mathematics, apparently. <laughs> two is more um, than... <laughs> two is more than one. The problem with that retort is that it's the Giants. So right. if, I'm a, if I'm Pat Shermer... Shmermer, Shmer, if I'm Pat Shmermer... I'm just going to take the points because guess what? They failed to convert. <laughs> the ball sailed like right over Odell Beckham. I think I, it was. I was watching Falcons it. Falcons had good defense. It was just. It was so depressing. So, anyways, the Falcons ended up winning. Both teams are terrible. Both teams probably, you know, at the beginning of the season looked like it would have been an interesting game. It wasn't. Well, I mean, because the Giants have arguably, like, if they had an O line, their offense would be insane. They have a lot of they have weapons. Saquon. They, they, right. Oh my God, so many weapons. They have Saquon. They have Odell. Oh. Speaking of Odell, first of all, I mean, he's been in the news a lot for, (laughs) I I don't really want to get into it, but we do need to talk about what his dad posted on Instagram. Uh, Yeah, so John Mara threw a chair, like in- Giant's owner, in the owner's box, throws it, like picks up a desk chair and sort of tosses it. Yeah, it was like a week ago, I think. So Odell Beckham Sr. uh, posted it to his Instagram and (laughs) said- is that owner Mara picking up a chair and throwing it? Oh my, the tree is acting like the apple. Which is John Mara, Odell Jr.'s dad. Like, that's what you say about... The tree is acting like the apple. Um, oh my God. Is that a commentary on Eli Apple? I'm not sure. Um, wow. <laughs> listen, this is not the White House. We have comprehending cellular activity. Don't even try it. He's mad at how Odell is acting, so he does the same. You couldn't make this up if you tried. He's got a point. He does. Because, like, Odell gets shit on for throwing tantrums on the sideline. John right. Mara's throwing a tantrum in the owner's box. And no one's really talking about it. I haven't yeah. heard... I, I, haven't... I honestly thought the video might have been fake for a while. Really? Because no one was... Because it was that little of a deal. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's well, just because we ignore everything that comes out of New York media. Yeah, we do. Despite living in here. It's this kind of shocking. Day. Someone, one of our followers tweeted, it was like, uh, Francesca or Mad Dog. And I was like, I don't even really know what that means. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so speaking of Odell Sr. Uh, messing with his son's life, everybody, every athlete's family is... Oh, yeah. Screwing up their life on social media. Right. This was just the last in a long line that had happened this week because... Um, Kevin Durant's brother did the same thing. Yeah. So Kevin Durant on the Warriors, they win. He posts an Instagram. It's like pretty harmless. And then his brother... Or what did he post? Uh, Katie posted like one down, 81 to go after they won. And his brother, his brother po- uh, comments on it. 
Yes, sir, brother. Fill in the hand before we get out of here. Which is so Katie's gonna be a free agent yeah, so at the end of the season. He's leaving the Warriors thanks right. to his brother. We now know that. And which means even and then the brother was like, Oh no, I meant just like before he retires. <laughs> before we get out of here. Right. I mean retire. The, right. And that's so, how people refer to their retirements from get, sports. I'm gonna get getting out of, out of here. <laughs> and the thing is, like, regardless of what he meant. Now this is going to be a thing oh, at yeah. NBA, NBA Twitter and, oh, dude, conspiracy. Like, this right. is now a thing. Like, is Kevin Durant definitely leaving? Right. Oh, my God, I'm exhausted already. So let's yep. just move on. <laughs> Speaking of exhausted, Charlotte. Oh, Jess. Congrats. Yeah, okay. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the Red Sox. I've loved the Red Sox my whole life. They are my first love. Mm. Um October baseball rules. They're in the mm. World Series. The first game's mm-hmm. tonight. I'm going. I mean, this mm. actually, okay, I'm going to be honest. Today might be the best day of my life. Okay. We're recording, uh, which is very sad. <laughs> but we're, I, we're recording cute. this podcast. I'm going to the World Series in Boston with a Boston team in it. Because why else would a World Series be in Boston if the Red Sox weren't in it? Yeah. Because that's how sports work. It's not the Super Bowl. No, but seriously, I'm so I'm so excited. Also, shout out one of my best friends from high school, Perry Blank. It's her birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> We're already doing shout outs like one minute into the podcast. Well, that's just because she told me she would tell all of her friends to subscribe if I gave her a oh, shout okay. out. Subscribe on so subscribe, subscribe. I can be very easily bought. Yep. Yeah. So everybody, uh, Perry's friends, please subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. And then maybe unsubscribe and subscribe again if you want. Anyway, <laughs> the reason I brought that up is because I was in high school in 04, and this is the last time I'm going to mention 04, except probably when we call my mom in a little bit, but um, she, like, my group of friends, we were all just totally obsessed. I went to high school down the street from Fenway, and having the, like, watching the Sox run again as someone in sports now, it reminded me of being a little kid, not little, but like, you know, a teenager, like, staying up late on school nights and teachers canceled homework and I got very nostalgic and a little homesick that's sweet yeah so even though Boston everybody hates it everybody hates it I loved it good good for you (laughs) um my favorite thing to happen this week out of Boston was Chris Sale telling everyone that his stomach (laughs) illness was due to his uh belly button ring getting infected oh my god totally deadpan told reporters that and people didn't necessarily believe him but were they didn't intrigued not, they didn't not believe him right congrats to the Sox and dodgers fans i will be rooting for the dodgers because it will what there's a more equilibrium in the podcast that way okay that's fair and i mean i don't love they it, haven't won a, won a world series in like 30 years true uh one one more thing before we move on from this um during the alcs i was stress eating so much like i when it when it comes to teams that i care about i cannot watch a meaningful game and not eat right which is great and super fun and very healthy yeah people people <laughs> tweeted at me to tell me what they stress ate during games uh-huh. here are the two best ones one guy <laughs> one guy ate a box and a half of cereal dry that's a lot of another guy carbohydrates <laughs> another guy ate five apples that's just disgusting <laughs> i was like dude is your is your stomach you okay? your stomach pump yeah and he was like it's less my stomach i'm worried about and more my heart palpitations from oh this game God. and i was like we are all i'm so jealous of people who don't care about sports yeah i i was i 
<laughs> I can relate on a certain level. I was at the Notre Dame-Michigan game earlier this season. Notre yeah. Dame won. I don't know if you watched it. They won. Oh, um, okay. My dad got me. I was <laughs> – he was trying Produ- to – Our producer, Matt, is just sitting over here. Not sh- to- <laughs> he's just shaking his head. Not to talk about alcohol again. <laughs> oh, there it is. No, we're not, we're not doing my rant right now. Um, uh, my, my dad Irish. was – okay, not to talk about alcohol again. My dad was trying to get me to sober up a little bit. Right. He bought me a turkey leg that was literally the size of my forearm that took me like an entire half to Wait, eat. wait, 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 wait. When you told me this story earlier, I thought you were watching a game on TV eating No, a tur- this was at you the stadium. You were sitting in the stands I was sitting- eating a turkey leg? <laughs> yes, it was – foul it was <laughs> literally savage i F-O-W-L. felt like i was at medieval times it was, it was foul <laughs> sorry okay oh, let's talk geez. about college football so well actually you know something about not caring about sports because of this week right so the notre dame had a bye the steelers were on a bye uh what was great, that like it was really relaxing actually i got to watch games that i didn't really have a vested interest in like i watched obviously purdue ohio state and i wanted ohio state to lose yeah not because i hate ohio state but you know urban meyer's a really good guy <laughs> And they're a great team. But, I hear he's a stand-up citizen. <laughs> um, but I just always root for chaos in college football. Yes. When, it's, when Notre Dame's not playing, it's like, you know, whatever. I just want there to be the most chaos possible. Yeah, I'm, and I'm with you. that upset was in, incredible. So I don't know if you watch College Game Day, but... No. <laughs> college Game Day is my favorite TV show. <laughs> I am obsessed with it. I wake up every Saturday at 9 a.m. When people ask me what my favorite show is, uh-huh. I say... Mm, it's like you know game of thrones whatever but it's like actually college game day. <laughs> um i wake up at 9 a.m every no hold matter on, hold on hold on wait wait, wait 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 you wake up on saturdays specifically to watch all three hours of college game day yes do you set an alarm no i i think i have a biological clock that <laughs> is ticking and just, it jesus christ some people you know their biological clock tells them when to get married and have children mine yeah. just tells me when game day's on and it wakes me up in the middle of the morning doesn't matter what time i go to sleep on friday night like this friday went to bed very late <laughs> got maybe four hours oh, of sleep sick. yeah oh. no we drink sorry for partying <laughs> sorry um but i had a friend in town and we stayed up late because we're stupid and Saturday morning, woke up. You woke up at very hungover at like eight fifty nine. Turned it on. So Tom Rinaldi, back to this Purdue story I'm telling you about. He had yeah. this incredible feature on this uh, Purdue fan who has cancer, and it was very very sad. I actually didn't watch it during game day because I was, like I said, a little hungover and saw Tom Rinaldi heard his voice and just turned the volume down for like 20 <laughs> You're minutes. You're like, I am in no emotional state to cope with this. I was like, this. yeah, no, not this morning, Tom. Not- but anyways, it was really great. And then I Purdue- watched it. I actually saw it. It was about, well, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yes. Finish the Purdue. Purdue thing. had this stunning comeback, won the game or not comeback. They, they crushed Ohio state. It was, they won by 29 points. Right. Ohio state didn't have a dog in the fight. And uh, the Ohio state message, message boards are now saying like, Oh, Purdue used like, you know, Tom Rinaldi's magical, sad Wait, so I, story as a motivational tool. It's not fair. Are you kidding me? The Ohio State fans are taking issue not, with this poor kid. Not all of them, but there are some message boards that are very dark. And it's very... That's yeah. that's like... that's That'll show you how much sports will destroy you. First of all, I do want to say that I think between me saying today is the best day of my life and you saying that your biological clock wakes you up for game day, we are officially the lamest people on the planet. I don't think that's lame of me. I think it's very cool. 
we are officially the coolest people on the planet. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so Michigan, no. Michigan, Michigan State game was also great. Wait, wait, wait. first the Purdue, the um, Tyler, the kid that they did the yes. story on. Um, something that he really, really wants. He's in hospice care. He really wants to go on Ellen, the Ellen show. And so everybody should tweet at Ellen that they should get Tyler on because that would really make him happy. And he's a wonderful guy. And let's do it. Let's get that going. Um, so Michigan and Michigan State had a literal <laughs> turf war this weekend. They did. They did. I, the, I saw that. The Michigan State links arms before every game and, like, marched down the field. For their walkthrough. And Michigan was still on the field because apparently, according to Michigan, Michigan State was running late, which That's, I don't know. It looked – it was – you said this yesterday. You were like, it was like a giant game of Red Rover. It was. <laughs> um, and so, like, the Michigan State fans literally physically walked into the Michigan fans. And my favorite thing was after that, the Michigan guy, I forget – which guy it was, but he was standing on the Michigan yes. State, the Spartan logo, spray painted on the field and was doing that. Everyone on Twitter said this, so this is not an original joke, but he was doing the thing where, like, after your dog poops and yeah. scrapes the ground. Kicks the grass yeah, up this guy was just like, like cover his scent. Yeah, for, like, two minutes. He was just, like, scraping. And I wanted to be like, yeah. dude, I get what you're doing, but as far as, like, trash talk or being tough goes, you don't look you don't, you don't look great. You, don't look cool. <laughs> you look like a bull, like, in the running yes. of the bulls, doing, like, the leg thing. Exactly. Um... Also, uh, this weekend, global warming came for college football. Do you yes. know that? Uh, tell me more. Yeah. It's called climate change, by the way. Oh, my God. Semantics. So climate change came for – sorry, I didn't know you were a scientist. Um, climate change comes for college football because at some games it was snowing. At other games it was beautiful. There was lightning. And all the, <laughs> all the college football reporters were like, oh, my God. Like, look at all this snow. It's only October. And you could – People were starting to be like, maybe climate change is real. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be – football games getting canceled is going to be the thing that wakes people up to the dangers of climate change. We're going to have in-climate weather in October and September that ruins games, and that is going to be the motivating force. Yeah, you're going to get, like, senators Legislation from... will be passed <laughs> because of these college football you're games. You're going to get senators from West Virginia being like, this will not stand. <laughs> Coal is out. It. Oh, God. Also – Let's just do a little more football, but let's do some NFL stuff because Andrew Luck dressed up like he was a, mem- a cast member of the musical Newsies. Yes. I He had plaid pants. He had a, a kangle, kangle, kangle. Is cap? that what it was? I think it was, it was just like a newsboy, a newsboy cap. I hate newsboy caps. Really? Yeah, this is a bizarre take that I have, but I really... They look good on Bruce Arians, man. Okay, Bruce Arians. I almost can't really recognize him without one. <laughs> He's the only man... Old men pull them off. Oh, oh I'm fine with them on old men. I... And golfers sometimes. I just I just irrationally think they don't look... Not irrationally. I don't think they look good. And Andrew Luck would have looked maybe a little bit normal, although no one needs plaid pants. They remind me of my like Catholic school uniform yeah they remind me of like all the preppy new england people i grew up with who wore like madras and i may have at some point but that's neither here nor there (laughs) um yep no problem i was in newsies speaking of singing oh congratulations yeah on broadway oh no no in seventh grade um i really must have been a really tough part to get Sorry, my, my chest. Oh my god, I, I'm a, a dead burn. body now. I couldn't sing, but I liked to think I could, so I did musicals anyway, which is not how singing works. I was the Grinch in our eighth grade rendition of Horton Hears a Who, a <laughs> musical that does not feature the Grinch, but I had one Were you line. Written in? Um, there was one line for what me. What was it? I'm not singing it right now. Do you remember it? 
Yes, of course. Can you sing it? It was my one line. Would you please sing it? I'm not singing it. Can you say it? No. Jess. I, I can't say it. No, no, moving on. So Baker Mayfield is awesome. <laughs> we, I love him. We love Baker Mayfield. We are a huge pro Browns podcast. Yes, even though we are very anti-Hugh Jackson right now. Yeah, Hugh Jackson, the coach. Like, I, So this weekend, he basically threw Todd Haley under the bus for the Browns losing to... His offensive coordinator, right. he gets up there and he's like, oh, maybe my offensive coordinator doesn't know how to coordinate. Yeah, he said, I'm not going to continue to watch something I know how to do. Keep being that way. That's just the truth. That's nothing against anybody in our building. Eh, sounds like it is. That's just what I do, and I need to be a little bit more involved. So the thing about this is when he says, I'm not going to continue to watch something I know how to do because he's one and... What is this? One and 31 as a play caller the last two seasons. So that would, like, the so stats Todd, would show that maybe he doesn't know how right. to win a football Todd game. Todd Haley, although he's kind of not bad as an offensive coordinator... So last year when the Steelers played the Jags in the playoffs, um, Jess, <laughs> she, you, you're saying that Todd Haley's okay now. Last year, um, I was okay, not great. Yeah, okay. So, but still, better than Hugh Jackson. The last time I heard you talk about Todd Haley, it was after the Steelers lost, and you were tweeting at him um, at Todd Haley. I'm outside Tequila Cowboy right now. Come fight me. And I was like, Oh my god, do I have to go? Do I have to go get you? I was an unhappy camper. Let's just say that. So, like I said, Todd Haley, better than Hugh Jackson, still not great. Um, the Browns just need to get Baker Mayfield involved because he is the little... God, Baker's... He's my favorite. He, I love him so much. I was going to say he's my favorite little man. He's much taller than me. Yeah, but he looks kind of little compared to the other guys. Right. He's like six foot on a good day. I think for Halloween, should we tell people what we're going to be for Halloween? Well, hint. <clears throat> it might involve... It might be... John Dorsey and Baker Mayfield. It might be. There's no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing. Stay tuned. I'm obviously John Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay. an old man in a crew neck sweatshirt. Speaking of old men, Tom yeah. Brady's Instagram. Oh my God, dude. Is weird. The people want to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Excuse my length. Pardon my French. Uh, I was obsessed with Tom Brady's Instagram last year. Any of you who follow me know that I was really into the fake newspaper he would put out every time. The, TB Times. Yeah, every RIP. Every time the um, Pats would win, they would post a cartoon. And there was no rhyme or reason to the cartoons. I tried to believe that there was. It was this narrative arc that ended up not going anywhere, but there was a crocodile in it every right. time. Croc. And I Croc. And I became obsessed with what he represented or who he was. I went to Tom Brady's press conference at the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I had the flu. Great week. If I oh my god don't get me started it's a very cold week if I had gotten if I had given Tom Brady the flu I don't think I would ever be allowed in Boston again um, <laughs> but I didn't and I asked him who Croc was and he told me that Tom Brady said if the Patriots won we might find out who Croc is what happened next <sighs> Patriots lost oh no <laughs> okay, shut oh up. my that's a shame <laughs> the Patriots lost to the Eagles and this season Tom Brady has stopped doing the cartoons and he's putting up these videos very close up of yes. his face where he just talks about the game they're weird he looks like you know the the new um emojis the anima yes animatrons anim emojis and not animatrons okay <laughs> this isn't Chuck E. cheese <laughs> oh i love those bands oh god anyway um he looks like his face looks like one of those animojis that they that you can make of yeah. your own face it's very emotive Although the other day he was watching Top Gun and on his Instagram story he cast it with everyone from the Patriots. 
That's good content, Tom. Thanks. Yep. So moving on to baseball again. What about baseball? Um, <gasps> oh, I'm sorry to announce to all of you that the Marlins. Can we have a moment of silence for the Marlins digger machine? The home run statue is gone. Derek Jeter, evil Derek Jeter, has removed it from the Marlins stadium. If you don't know what the Marlins statue is, Google it right now because I I actually don't know how to describe it. It's a colorful, loud, whirring machine that goes off every time the Marlins hit a home run. That's probably about two stories high. And it's in the outfield. And there are dolphins that jump over rainbows. It's amazing. And Miami is a very nice... I love Miami. In Same. South, like... We're a pro-Miami podcast. Very pro-Miami. It's a very pretty town. There's amazing Art Deco architecture. Very clean and nice. Did you watch that rec- the one of the most extraordinary homes on Netflix? No. Do you watch that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Did you I, see the, my, the, the Saras- Florida one? Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? In Miami, how sleek it is. Oh, very, my, very sleek, in my opinion. This dinger machine is very the opposite of that. It's kind of tacky. Yeah, It looks like sure. it would much... Much fit in better in Tampa or Orlando. No offense to Tampa or Orlando, but you, you, I mean, I maybe Jacksonville, right, maybe Jacksonville. Um, so Charlotte and I are going to Miami to yep. handcuff ourselves to it. Yep. Because before they take it down because it must be saved. It must be saved. Derek Jeter, first of all, he goes to, he, buy, he buys the Marlins, he dismantles them, sends their best players out into the world. Right. Just completely. No, to the, he sends Stanley to the Yankees. He, okay, Derek Jeter is a mole for the Yankees. Yes. Sent to destroy the Marlins from within. Also, who cares about the Marlins? He's just trying to get, he's selling them for parts. Yeah. Anyway, the only good thing they had left was the dinger machine. And now he wants to ruin that too. And like, I'm sorry, why else would you go to a game in Miami now if not to see the dinger machine? I agree. It's do you think we can have, like, how much do you think it would cost? Could we start a GoFundMe to, like, raise money to buy, it? to buy the dinger machine? Where would we put it? Oh, my God. <laughs> we, I have In no. your apartment. <laughs> In my Brooklyn apartment? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, start a GoFundMe Okay. No, you know what we could do? We could install it on, like, a playground. Oh, that's we a good idea. We could do something for the kids. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. We'll figure out how to do that once we stop recording this. Um... Oh, you know what cracked me up this week? What? <laughs> How sports Twitter realized it was old. Oh, that I feel like that happens every week. So, yeah, Josh Rosen started for the Cardinals Thursday when I – another awful game. Oh, my God. And he was born in 1997, and a bunch of people were like, wow, 1997. So, and like, I wasn't born that much before that, so I guess I'm really young too. <laughs> but it was kind of hilarious. And then Byron Leftwich got promoted to offensive coordinator in Arizona too. And he – He's a, he, people were saying, oh, I remember when he was drafted. I feel so old. Like, he was drafted in 2003. Right. And had a pretty long NFL career, but he's, right. he's been out of the league for, like, five years. Well, so it's not like he, he's, like, almost 40. Right. It's not – you're just kind of dating – like, the thing that cracks me up about this is when people are like, oh, my God, Josh Rosen, born in 1997. I And I'm like, do you know how time works? Yes. Want to feel old? Look at a calendar. What, yeah, like, have you ever – have you ever – met someone who was five and is now 18 because like that's how aging remember is. when you had a birthday 35 <laughs> times that means you're 35 now. right i'm like god do you think that like everyone was gonna just stay being born in 1989 because like that's not how physics works right is time physics uh time yep interstellar i i don't know that's what that whole movie's about it's very confusing gosh we're talking about science so much today 
All right, Jess, uh, we're going to get to some segments in a moment. But first, what's the first thing that you think about in the morning when you wake up? When is breakfast? Nice. I think about how late I am to everything I'm supposed <laughs> to be getting to. Well, one thing I never used to think about was deodorant. I'd just swipe it on and go. But this is something I use every day. So if there is a safer alternative out there, I would want to know about it, which is why we are here to tell you about the aluminum-free deodorant that changed the game for us, Kopari. Oh, yeah. Sweat-free, baby. <laughs> Kopari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free deodorant that doesn't suck. Have you ever tried, like, organic deodorant? It just no. doesn't. Most of it most do- of it because doesn't most of it doesn't work, but this stuff does. Uh, Kopari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free deodorant that doesn't suck. It's running a campaign currently called The Truth Stinks about aluminum and all the reasons you don't want it in your deodorant. So instead of plugging up your sweat glands, Kopari's deodorant takes care of any smell without messing with your body's natural patterns. And it works. It fights odor odor with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil, and it outlasts your longest days. This is Kopari's number one selling product. They can barely keep it in stock. It's gotten a lot of love from editors at Cosmo and People, and there are thousands of five-star reviews on Kopari's website. Did they give us a deodorant ad because they think that we smell bad? I we I mean, they're not wrong. I am Italian. It <laughs> runs in my blood. Kopari's deodorant doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue, just the sweet, subtle scent of fresh coconut milk. It's also free of silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, and bacon soda. I got bacon soda. <laughs> and it's great for sensitive skin. Man, I don't even know what those things are, so it's really good they're not in there bacon soda reordering is easy with the deodorant subscription just choose how often you want to receive it and they ship it to you automatically for free so you never run out of deodorant this again is millennial af deodorant subscription service and Kopari offers a money back guarantee so there's no reason not to try it if you use it and you still smell you can send it back but you won't so it's great go to coparibeauty.com slash mvp to make the safe switch today and save five dollars off your first order when you subscribe that's copari k-o-p-a-r-i beauty.com slash mvp coparibeauty.com slash mvp okay segment time I'm so excited for this, you guys. Um, The first one we're going to do today is, is it sports? This has been my shtick for a little while now. Read us the rules. Okay, so here are the rules. To determine if something is sports, and uh, let me be clear, this is not to determine if something is a sport. Right. It's determining if something is sports. sports. Here are the rules. For something to be sports, you have to ask six questions. One, does it involve competition? Two, does it require a significant amount of physical exertion? Three, can you write about it on a sports website without a ton of people asking you why you're writing about it on a sports website? Four, can you choose sides? Five, would more people be entertained by watching it than wouldn't be entertained? Six, would you do it for fun? And then there's rule number seven, which... The magic rule. The magic rule. Jess and I are the only people in the world who can invoke this rule. Does it feel like sports? Because in order You'll to be... eye test. Yeah. In order to be sports, something has to meet four out of the six criteria. But even if it only meets three, and Jess and I are like, ah, yeah, but it kind of feels like sports, that we have the power to do that. Right. You don't. Sorry, no offense. It's our podcast. We love our MVP VPs. We love... Oh, that's what we're calling you guys, by the way. Listeners are most valuable podcasts, valuable people. MVP VPs. So you're MVP VPs. Anyway, the first... Um, thing we're going to do is is apple picking sports apple picking 
I think it involves competition. If yeah. I went apple picking, I would be trying to pick the best apples. <laughs> you would. I I would be a little scared to like, go apple picking. Your apple with you. sucks. My it has a worm. <laughs> it's bruised. It looks like shit. It's tiny. It's awful. It tastes like shit. Would you? My apple's the best, juiciest apple. Jesus. Don't, um, don't it involves, take that out of context. It involves, <laughs> <laughs> it involves physical exertion. You have to like climb on a little ladder. Yep. You know. Can you write about it on a sports website without a ton of people asking why? Huh. Maybe not. Maybe. I, I, I don't can think you, so. Can you choose sides? But you can definitely choose sides. Yeah. In addition to trying to pick the best apples, I would try to pick the most. Yeah, definitely. So for sure, more people would be entertained by watching it than wouldn't be entertained because everybody posts pictures of them apple picking. Oh, yeah. So like, you have to assume someone wants to see that. It's October. If you're not getting dragged to apple pick by your significant other, then you're it, single. Then <laughs> <laughs> exactly would you do it for fun yeah yeah why else would you do you can buy unless you're getting dragged there right i think apple picking sports oh my god first one ever it's sports yes back 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 way back 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 good that's chris berman telling you that apple picking is sports um one more is it sports this week is is getting tricked into registering for vote to vote sports yeah so this was a thing on the internet all week where people were posting these tweets that were these juicy salacious headlines with a link in the so most for, of them most of them were just here's why ariana grande and pete davidson <laughs> yes broke up. so it'd say here's I clicked why them all i yeah here's the real re- reason they broke up and you'd click and it would like take you to a website that was like register to vote and it fooled a lot of people a lot of them went viral and there's a lot of backlash there's a lot of backlash from people that are like that's really rude to suggest that the only people that care about celebrities are people that aren't like don't have don't aren't civically engaged right i mean it's true anyone who cares about a celebrity is stupid so <laughs> yeah because we don't care about any because i didn't click every single one of those yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> doesn't involve competition i don't know no not really because you're just getting tricked right that's not competition that's just like rick rolling you right doesn't require any physical exertion you can't write about it on a sports website I mean, you can kind of choose sides, yeah, like whether you should be tricking people into registering <laughs> to vote or not. Um, no one really was entertained by watching this, and no one did it for fun. So it got old fast. It's yeah. not sports. No, it's not sports. It's kind of mean. I, I really, I actually can't believe what I just saw. It's like no one here has worked on TV before. It's not a sport. Not a sport. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's time. It's time. I'm so excited. This is this is a segment that we are really, really invested in. So everybody knows that the Philadelphia Flyers got a new mascot, Gritty. If you don't, now you do. Just Google Gritty before you listen to this segment because um, you need a visual. Right. So every week we are going to be reading you a chapter of a book about Gritty's life. Um, it's called Gritty's biography. Yeah, it's called True Gritty. Um, and let's, let's get going. Chapter one. True gritty chapter one. Home sweet trash. Once upon a time, there lived a tiny little baby monster in a trash can on Sesame Street. You might be thinking that this is a story about Oscar the Grouch, but you'd be wrong. This is a story about Gritty. As the mascot for the Flyers, you know him simply as Gritty. Like Prince or Beyonce. Beyonce has a last name. It's, it's Knowles. Yes, but most people know her as Beyonce. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as the mascot... Oh, no, already read that part. <laughs> Gritty's 
full name is Grittisum Sweetums Red. One of his parents was Sweetums, the big hairy muppet, and the other was Big Red, the mascot of Western Kentucky University. There's no definitive answer as to the gender of either, so no one's sure how their coitus worked. Rumors swirled that they just rubbed their fuzzy stomachs together and Gritty was born out of friction, but only the Lord knows. (laughs) Gritty grew up with Sweetums and Big Red. They lived in the smallest trash can on Sesame Street behind Oscar's. They were on the wrong side of the tracks. Oscar's trash can was huge, spacious, made of the highest quality tin. The Sweetums Red family barely scraped by in their synthetic plastic bin. Yes, Sweetums was a famous actor, but Sweetums only got bit parts in the Muppet movies, and the union couldn't get better pay. Big Red is a college athlete. Red was in school when Gritty was born. Wasn't allowed to earn a living. So the family scraped by existing on scraps from craft services when Sesame Street filmed at Oscar's trash can. They might not have had money, but they had something else. For a household with little means, they made up for it in love. When Gritty was a baby, his parents would take him to hockey games, to museums on days they were free to the public, and they'd go to gatherings with their other monster friends, like Animal and Gonzo. It was blissful there on that sunny street behind the big trash cans. They were happy. If only the good times could have lasted. Dun-dun-dun! Next week, True Gritty Chapter 2, Trouble in the Garbage. Um, as a footnote, yeah. So oh. <laughs> Gritty's origin story. Uh, obviously, he was born from Big Red and Sweetums, right? And there is a blog that Ryan Nanny from SB Nation wrote about Big Red uh, having genitals, and I whether he whether he or she does or doesn't, right? And I googled that at work, and I well, asked, we were we were planning the right. we were planning Gritty's life, and we were like, <sighs> yeah. well, we got to figure this out. So I googled Big Red genitals <laughs> <laughs> on my work computer. <laughs> And, bo- and both Jess and I, neither of us, it didn't even cross our mind that that might be a problematic thing to Google. Was, we were both just like, oh, yeah, for sure. This will tell us whether the mascot has a dick or not. <laughs> don't Google big red genitals. It was the work. first thing that came up was like some really questionable pictures. Jess slams her computer clothes. And I was laughing so hard. I think I, I like fell down underneath the table. Yeah. That it was really embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, so don't check our computer history. Or if you do, know that it only has to do with mascots. Yeah. Um, now it's time for some personal news. Yeah. So you followed uh, someone special on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Okay, so every week we're going to do some personal news, which is where we tell you things that don't really matter that about you our you don't lives. care about, but we're telling you anyways. Um, I started following Linda Holiday on Instagram. That's Bill Belichick's girlfriend. Um... How's that? It's a lot. I feel... You know how whenever you watch someone's Instagram story, you feel kind of voyeuristic? Yeah, that's what it's for. Exactly. But with Linda, it feels wrong. Like, it, it feels like I shouldn't be seeing any of the... Yeah, I mean, it's just like her at dinner with her friends or like right. in the in the box at a Pats game. But because Belichick is so private and right. hates the media so much, I really feel like I am getting a glimpse of something I am not supposed to be seeing. I wonder if she, he even knows that she posts things about... I, I don't even know if he knows Instagram exists. Insta face. Insta snap. Twittergram. Snap shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's really annoying when he pretends like he doesn't know what social media is. I know. I'm like, called. come on, dude. It's been you around are, for like a long time. You claim you're time. a smart man, and yet. Hmm. 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 Football mind. Okay. Uh, also, oh, uh, some more personal news. I have a middle part now. 
It's very big. I've trans <laughs> I've transitioned from side part to middle part. Uh, it feels edgier, and I live in New York, so edgy nation. Edgy nation. Edgy nation. Jess, what's up? Um, my friend forced me to get a spray tan on Thursday, and I, I came to work looking like uh, James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> it was very orange. Did you mean to get that? No, orange? I think they get this. I have a standing feud with the spray tan guy where he always tries to get me the darker one instead. And I don't get them very often. I only get them special occasions. I had an engagement party to go to. Shout out to Brendan Monica for getting engaged. Congrats. Congrats. Um, yeah, he always tries to give me a darker one. I don't, I'm not, I'm very white. I'm like, just give me the little light spray. And it was just, whew. Well, what I loved so much is you texted me right after and you were like, whoa, <laughs> okay. I was like, cool. My first week of work, coming in on Friday, have like three meetings, pretty important meetings. And so when I came in on Friday and I, I saw you, I was like, you are quite tan. I'm glowing. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't like if you hadn't told me. I don't know how much I would have noticed, but you did tell me, so I did notice. But the great thing is we work in sports, so most of the guys we work with had no effing clue. Right. Mostly we work with dudes, and they just right. are never going to notice. So, no one commented on my middle part. That's my personal. <laughs> of course they didn't. <laughs> like, why would they? I don't know. Oh, my God. Should we do Ask Aunt Char? Yeah, I think we need to Ask Aunt Char. Ask Aunt Char. Do you want to call her? Yeah, let's call her. Hold on. Let me. Oh, my God. Jessica, is that you? Hi, Aunt Char. Hi. What's up? So great to hear from you. Oh, my God. You, too. I just got my nails done. I'm sitting in my living room in Connecticut that I got in the divorce. I, t- I tell you, if you have to get divorced, make sure he has a lot of money. Mm. Good life lesson. Yep, you're welcome. We have um, a question for you. Well, what do you have to ask me this week? Yeah, here's a question from a Twitter follower, Whirlybird23. Aunt Shar, do you think whoever invented those fancy banana hook things that holds bananas so they don't get bruised are super rich now or just upper middle class? Oh my God, they're definitely super rich. I have in every one of my houses, which there are many, I have banana hooks. Because you, first of all, if a banana sits on the counter, it's going to get a little bit brown and the only thing a banana that's brown is good for is uh, making banana bread and I don't cook. If I have bananas hanging around my house, either I'm going to have my personal chef make something from them or I'm going to eat them and I want them to be fresh. So So all this to say is that yes, the person who invented the banana hook is very, very, very rich. Okay. Another question, Aunt Char. Yeah. What do you think about proposals during sports? Oh my God, the tackiest thing I ever... First of all, going to a sports game in and of itself is a little bit beneath me, but unless I'm in a box, if someone proposed to me, listen, I've been proposed to many times, okay? I've been married at least four times. I've lost track. I've been proposed to at least nine. I said no to most of them. And if one of them had proposed to me in a sports game, unless he is one of the athletes, I saw that thing about that guy, what was his name, Correa? I saw that he proposed after he won the World Series. That is the only time that I would be okay with it because it would mean that I was getting married to, to a, a very guy. attractive athlete, and he would be rich. So give me a call, Carlos, if you're around. You're a little shallow, Anshar. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, you got anything no, else No, that's me? it. Please get off the phone. Okay. Well, always a pleasure, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Thank you for talking. Anytime, Anshar. Oh, my God. She has a lot. Yeah, she's too much. Um, I, Charlotte... Just want everyone to know that is my alter ego. I'm not proud of it. I'm not thrilled about it. Uh, she sits at home in Connecticut a lot um, and drinks a ton of Chardonnay. 
And um, she and I are on a collision course uh, to becoming the same person. Yep. So Just don't know. get two more divorces. And a Long Island accent. <laughs> right. um should we call my mom yeah let's call deb <laughs> okay hey bunder hi hi you are here with me jess producers matt and shelby hey hi jess hi matt hi shelby hey there. <laughs> and i'm in boston <laughs> it's our first call deb Oh, my goodness. It's very exciting. Are you excited? Uh, yes. I'm excited that you're calling me, and I am over the moon about the World Series. I just told my brother that we were going to go to a game together, and he wrote all over email, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Even though it's the Red Sox and he loves the Orioles? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay, because in Maine in the summertime, we had to root for the Red Sox because you couldn't always get the Orioles games on the radio. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so so it out. It's just great. Yeah. Red Sox are number two with him. Um, so you get really nervous about... Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. So can you tell us how you've been coping? Because... <laughs> oh, I haven't. I just haven't. I mean, I... Usually, I can knit to calm myself down and free my brain, but tonight, I'm not going to knit. I, it, it Why turns not? Out, Why aren't you going to well, knit? Well, since the postseason, I'm knitting this sweater to keep me calm, and I've had to rip out the knitting three times because I've made so many mistakes, and, and you can't make mistakes with this sweater, and I have. <laughs> You should so, knit yourself a weighted blanket so that you can put it on and oh. it will reduce your anxiety while you watch the game. I think I'm just going to cover myself with balls of yarn and lie there. <laughs> yeah, I hear that's uh, another way to knit a sweater. It just magically appears on you. Yep, it does. If you if you worry enough, it turns into stitch. It knots itself up. It turns into stitches. I'm a mess. I am. I'm a complete mess already. So, why are you such a? So, here's something that we hadn't talked about before this series yeah. started. But first of all, oh four, you and I were obsessed. We cried. Oh. It was amazing. But you grew right. up in Baltimore. Yes, I grew up in Baltimore. How are you a Red Sox fan? What happened? Oh, time. I converted. <laughs> I grew up in Baltimore, and I was insane about baseball. I played baseball. Actually, um, I'm older than my brother, so I got the first glove, and I'm a left. Nice. I'm a lefty, <laughs> so it's a left-handed glove. And my poor brother had to, who was right-handed, had to throw left for his whole <laughs> career. Sucker! <laughs> it was a terrible thing. But then I came to Boston, and I've lived here for a long time. And you know, frankly, when I was a kid growing up, the, the Orioles were a terrible team. Right. Uh, they still are. Well, yeah, but they had their moments. Right. And yeah, they were good yeah, in the Calvary 70s. Games, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really great. And after great. that, the 90s. They, I, well, they were sick. good. <laughs> They've so had moments. I, I felt that, you know, for me, the high point was Hoyt Wilhelm's no-hitter as an Oriole fan. And then I felt gradually that they'd grown up that they 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 knew what to do and i didn't have to root for them anymore so, so once your team gets good you don't they don't need you anymore well i moved away you know right. it's like a kid you go away and yeah, you just grew out a, of them 
and your parents say, well, you know, you can cope, you can get by on your own, you're going to be okay, I don't so are you, have to worry Are you saying that, that when I was a complete disaster zone, you were, like, really invested, and now that I seem to be at least able to feed myself, you're, you're not super worried anymore? Let's just say I don't lie awake dreading strike three. <laughs> it's pretty simple. All right, good. And, and, you know, the Red Sox are here. I drive by Fenway all the time. Uh, the first Sox game I ever saw was against the Orioles, though, and I was torn. There you I really go. was. Are there you, you going to bring but, your knitting stuff to the game? Are you kidding? No. <laughs> no, I'm going to bring hand warmers and foot warmers. I was, my mom, Deb doesn't love beer, and I was like, I'm going to make you drink a beer, and she said she's going to pour wine into a beer can. <laughs> wow. I'm going to pour Chardonnay. There into Chardonnay. Beer can. Yeah, there's a reason for the way I am. <laughs> yes. All right, well, I can't wait to see you. We're going to go to the game. It's going to be so much fun. I'm just piling up my clothes, huge hugs, and keep your fingers crossed tonight. Who knows what's going to happen? Okay. Ah, I'm so nervous. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Deb. <laughs> wow, she, I just, she's a, she's a, what a delight. I know. It's good to talk to a nice person. I know. She well, balances she, us out a little bit. She's so sweet. Yes. Uh, we're going to the Sox game on Wednesday, as you could gather from that phone call, and. Congrats. And I'm just so excited. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Um, uh, do you want to, what was, should we do a Petty Hall of Fame? Yeah. This is a personal Petty Hall of Fame yeah, what's up? nomination. I love yeah. the Clemson Tigers. Clemson Tigers. Um, Dabo Sweeney and NC State's head coach, Dave Doran, Doran mm-hmm. have a little bit of a beef going because last year, or two years ago maybe, I don't know, it's all blends in, NC State's head coach accused Dabo of having a laptop on the sideline uh-huh. and using it to cheat, okay. basically. Um, it wasn't it, – it was a, like – social media person's laptop to upload pictures because okay. Clemson media, Clemson social How did he, th- how did, how did, great. Okay. I, someone snitched, who knows, but it was a very funny overblown situation. So then they played this weekend and it was like Clemson's ranked number two or three, obviously three. And NC state was like 24. It was a ranked game, whatever. Um, Dabo and the Tigers, mm-hmm. they had a laptop computer on their play call on the sideline. Oh my God. And uh, she played it, played that, play in the fourth quarter when they were up by like 35 points oh so so nc state's just like a dead body at that point so they can't even very petty but very delicious beautiful i love it so Dabo sweeney is now in the petty hall of fame all right we're each week we're gonna keep track we'll also take your nominations yes if you guys want to nominate also you can uh ask on char questions you can email us at the most valuable podcast at gmail.com follow us on instagram and twitter because we are everywhere yes (laughs) Um, next week we're gonna bring you a new feature starting where we just talk about Martha Stewart but today the last segment is Notre Rants and this segment is where Jess gets an undisclosed amount of time I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna decide every week how much time she gets to talk about Notre Dame yeah, because you guys don't want to listen to that for a full 50 minutes, and the Lord knows I could fill up all 50 with my thoughts. <laughs> so are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so everyone's debating right now whether Michigan or Notre Dame should be ranked ahead of each other. Obviously, Notre Dame played Michigan in the first game of the season, and they won, and Michigan has won every game since, but Notre Dame has also won every game since, so they're 7-0, and and Michigan's only 6-1. And, and it 
begs the question, why on earth would Michigan go ahead of Notre Dame? Everyone keeps saying that, well, Michigan has gotten better throughout the season, but so has <laughs> Notre Dame. Well, here's the counterpoint to that. Michigan had all summer to prepare for the Notre Dame game, and they lost. So who fucking cares if they've won all their games since? Notre Dame still won the head-to-head. And if both teams go undefeated for the rest of the season, Notre Dame absolutely should get that spot. That has been... No true rants. I had a lot more in me, but we'll save <laughs> it for next week. You did great, sweetie. You're, sorry. But why do I always mess that up? There's the Chris Jenner meme. Jesus. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our first show. Oh, first, got to do a real quick shout out to the Another guys. Another shout out. Yeah, one more. Um, the guys who work in my coffee shop, Dan, Kyle, and Alex, um, were literally our first subscribers because the day our trailer dropped, I went in in the morning and I made them all subscribe. And um, this morning Thanks, they guys. gave me a free coffee for good oh, luck. That's I so know. sweet. And a banana bun. Wow. I know. Anyway, so please listen to us um, on Apple Podcasts or Radio.com. Uh, send in memes and jokes. Yes. And our, our MVP MVP next week, who is our most valuable podcast, most valuable person. But yeah, we're going to award the first MVP MVP next week. So there, we've already gotten some pretty amazing memes. And what are we going to do for them? Oh, we're going to write you a haiku and handwrite it and then take a picture of it. Yes. And send the picture to you. Right. Because I am terrible at the post office. Right. You make your interns do everything for you. Yeah, no, I re- well, see, so I don't really have any interns, but there's one of them, one of, the, one of Sports Illustrated's interns sits directly behind me. His name's Sam. He's a delight. Um, and I don't know how to work the printers. Um, so I asked him if he knew how to work the printers, and he said he did. And I asked if he would print something out for me, and I think he thought it was going to be, like, an article. Um, but I asked him to print out an insurance form because I have to send in a medical claim. <laughs> Oh, man. So now all your medical information is on the dark web. Yeah, like my kidneys are for sale right now. (laughs) Yikes. Well, listen to us on Apple Pods or Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next Tuesday. We love you. Hope you guys had fun. Yay!